This time on TNT. Big news in the Taggart universe. It's my best bud Jono's birthday today. And we play a brand new game called Goodbye or Goodbye the Home Game. That's all coming up right now on TNT. Whoop, 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 whoop. Breaking news in the Taggart household. Yes, I, I, uh, I guess everybody knows in Canada that the, the, the real estate market is hot. And uh, you guys remember I tried to sell, I guess, I guess a year and a half ago now. Was it so that just, long? This, yeah, something like that. But anyway, it turns out that we decided to put her up on the market and it's old so we sold the house yeah uh it was just kind of at that point where the you know the the boys are getting bigger space they they could a little use a little more space i could use another space to to work in the house so it works out great man 20 years though I've, i've been at this lake and the family's all grown up here so it's uh got a lot of great memories here and uh, we're looking forward, though, to, to uh, the next set of memories. But, yeah, it's been a long, uh, kind of a long feeling grind, in a sense, because, we, you know, when you're, we were putting it up last time, we had that idea of, like, okay, we're moving on. And when that doesn't happen, you just kind of have that in the back of your mind again. So it really is a good relief to, to be over that and into the next transition. So it's awesome. Generally speaking, how do you approach page turns in life? Like, are you sad about it or just relieved about it or it's too soon to tell? Uh, yeah, I don't feel sad about it. Like I said, um, I was more sad when I initially decided, okay, let's, let's uh, move, you know, because this, this place is great and it's beautiful, but um, we could have more space very easily by by selling our place here so um it's kind of that that feeling of of upset vibes was it came and went a long time ago so now it's more anticipation to this this part so um i'm happy I'm, i'm relieved and happy and excited and the kids are too are they they're psyched yeah they're uh they're over the missing part and they're happy to to start again and make some fresh memories but yeah i think when we actually do leave obviously there'll be that feeling but we're gonna try i think probably to stay in this neighborhood so especially for school um john just started high school here and he likes it and it's it's obviously that's the most important transition is them going through school so um, cause that's only really the next five, six years, which is crazy if you think about it, right? Cause then they'll be not, they'll be in college at that point. So Whoa. university, yeah, we're starting at, we're at that point now where there's John's going to be 15 in March. So the teenage years are here and, uh, yeah, it won't be, it'll be two seconds and all of a sudden they'll be tw- in their twenties. You're right behind. You're right there behind us. Yes. I know um, what a pain it is to keep your house in showing state. Yeah. Especially when you're trying to live there and you have a busy family and stuff. Yeah. 
and it's a nice house that has kind of like when you when you stage it for a sale it almost feels like resort slash you know hotel in a sense like in terms of how clean and open everything is so you can't have one piece of anything out of the out in the open anywhere and rebel we had to get rid of rebel for a month so that's the other thing we you know we had no rebel for a while and uh because dog literally his dog hair will fill the house in one day and we were vacuuming every day we were here anyway so yeah, it's just uh, and there I I think probably fifty people, and during COVID it's been it's really a, a lot more difficult and a lot more there's a lot more scrutiny in going to see a house you don't like we didn't have any open houses or oh anything yeah of like course all by appointment and all with masks and uh, sanitizer and you can't open doors and drawers and stuff so it. Uh, we had probably 50 people come through like at each one appointment. So there was a lot of cleaning going on. <laughs> and so what do you guys do? Drive around the block a few times or park across the street and watch? Yeah. And so, and people would stay for an hour. So it's no. like you got, you go, you go for, uh, yeah, You're you like, go get on, some. Come on, man. I just want a sandwich. You go get some food or we'd go to the park. Did a lot of that or just, uh, yeah. Cause the car's got to get out of there too. So a lot of a lot of hanging out in, in, in the car driving. This is the interesting thing about the purchase of a house though, like if you go look at it in eleven in the morning, you might not know yeah. that every day at three PM a steam train goes through the backyard. <laughs> or yeah. you might not know what night when you sleep there, every single part of the house creaks. Like sure. you, you actually spend more time test driving a car than you do oh, you in do. Yeah, a house sure. that you might buy. And it's the biggest purchase yeah. you ever make. Yeah, definitely. Were you at the point when it wasn't selling where you were like, what's wrong with it or what's wrong with no. us or you hate people? No, because people didn't stop coming. That's just like if, if if we had like no showings for a week and no one was calling, we'd be like, yeah, this is scary and let's pack it up and forget it. But um you know, it it was kind of continual people surrounding the house. There was always, always, always three different families at certain points, kind of hovering. So. So um, then, when someone offers, and I, I, I wonder about this, and I, I don't know what's cool and what's greasy, yeah. like what, what's just how it's done and what's not. But when, when someone offers, did your agent go back to the other three circlers and say, just so you know? There's an offer on it. Well, you have to do that. I mean, because that's like, is that um, a courtesy or is that? It's good courtesy, business? yeah. Because if you're interested in a house and someone puts an offer on it, you want to know about it, right? So yeah, there there were people that put lower offers, or and there were people that that had just seen it that really liked it. So, um, it it has a lot to do with, um, I think at at that point. Because there are, is all similar, and you're kind of picking, picking who it is, and it was mostly it was on, honestly the the person who felt like we felt loved the place the most, and the people that got it said that it was like the house was calling to them. And I love that. It was a, a feeling that they couldn't get out of their mind, and they kept looking at the pictures, and they just kept, uh, and that's the the front of the house is what 
was connected to, to them. So not even the, the lake in the backyard. So we they really love the house and they appreciated all the work we put into it and the, and the finishes and all that stuff. So I think that, that that's the, when it makes it easiest is if you really like the people and you think that they're going to do good by it. That, it's that's funny it. because they always say that it's an emotional transaction and part of the, the hardest part of the job for realtors is people want to add value to an emotional attachment they totally. have to their house. Like, but this is where I brought my kid home. That's worth yeah. more. But I it's know. not to, to a buyer, for example. But I know when I've bought places and when I've sold places, it's the same thing. Like our uh, realtor in Nashville suggested we write a letter to the seller saying here's who we are here's what we love about this place here's why we want to buy it and yeah. in a really competitive market that can actually ring someone's way. emotional bell yeah it totally does yeah. i remember when i was selling my uh, uh farmhouse in the annapolis valley in nova scotia um the realtor told me that the family that came to look at it their kids when they were leaving said can we come back home again soon yeah they already saw it as their home and yeah. it it was something that was tough for me to part with. And mm-hmm. it's funny, I had a text exchange with Sarah Dunsworth this week because somehow she remembered, she's going through a real estate transaction and somehow she remembered me telling her when I sold this farmhouse, I said I was lying on the floor as I was moving out and there were tears falling on the floors that I'd sanded and I was... Yeah rubbing the tears into the wood floors that I'd sanded down. And it all sounds quite dramatic in hindsight, but at the time it was really emotional. It was my first house and put a lot of work into it. Same kind of thing. Yeah. But I remember the only thing worse than selling it was knowing that it didn't really serve a purpose in my life that it once did and hanging yeah. on to it when there were other people that were ready to enjoy it and create new memories there and wanted to be there. So yeah, that actually a, made it made it feel good. There's a lot of ghosts you have to give up and let go of, and and that and uh, I realize that because I've been here for 20 years. This is the longest I've ever been in one place in my life. So, um, but I'm at that point where I'm I'm happy to move on. Like I, I'm yeah, like, your I've people been, are your home. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, it just in terms of a location and and a, a place, um, and then the fact that we custom built this place and and. There's a lot of great things about it that that we're lucky enough to have, like the Paul LaFrance deck that he yeah. built, and I mean all of those things are are they have a, a value on both sides. So, like we had a number in our head that was probably higher than what people wanted to pay, but then you you kind of get over the ego of all that stuff, and I think that we sold at a a number that was probably. Not what the house is worth because of where, you know where it is. If if every house on this street was a brand new townhouse, like in the city, downtown somewhere, it would make sense that the the number would be exactly what it's worth. But the market is what the market is, and it probably it's. I think it sold exactly for what the market is, which is because it's a unique property and the fact that it's not huge, but it's. Um, nicely made and also on a, a ridiculously beautiful lake. Yeah. So, yeah. And at a certain point, like money wise, you just have to think, okay, well, 
what I, I just want to feel like I did okay. And yeah. what do I really need to make it work? Carol's dad's feeling is when you decide you're ready to sell something, price it like super fair and just sell it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like that's what happened. It out. Yeah. I think that's what we ended up doing for sure. Like you, you it, it's because you have to take yourself out of it, you know? So where were you like in life and mentally and career when you bought it? And it, it was a like a little cottage at first, right? Yeah, it was a little cottage and I, it was t- 2000, fall 2000. Like, is that your Navid money? Well, no, I bought a, a loft. Well, I bought my parents a place and then I bought a loft downtown in the, in the like 97. And that for like 110 grand for 1100 square foot loft at Sherbourne in, in Richmond, right downtown. And uh, I, I lived there for a couple of years and then I sold that place for 200 grand and bought this cabin on this lake for 280 grand. Amazing. And back then in 2000. And then we built And at the house. time, was it like way out, not in the country, but it, was it like people weren't thinking of moving that far or was it still kind of Toronto? Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's like 25 minutes, 30 minutes to downtown when there's no traffic. So anytime you're living in the city and going anywhere above Steeles, you feel like it's far. Yeah. You know, so it, but if you're like from Richmond Hill or if you're from on the one of the or Mississauga or used to coming in, I mean, it feels like you're kind of in that ballpark because it's just on the north end of Richmond Hill, Oak Ridges. So at it's the little, time where people in your life like, dude, you're crazy moving way up. Yeah, there. definitely. Yeah. What are you doing? Like going from downtown to the sticks. But yeah. then all my buddies would come up here and go, yeah, this is awesome. It's a fun place to come to. So, yeah, and, you know, building when Lisa came into my life in 2004 and we decided to build a new place at that, that's, uh, you know, I think that was a big step too, just in terms of, you know how it is when you have a vision and you complete it and uh, that was a cool learning experience, right? Like, obviously, when you guys built your house, it's it's something that you probably wouldn't have a clue unless you do it and there's things yeah. that you change and all those things but you have to kind of get through it to to realize it all the fun of permits and and the good stuff of there so did you tear it down completely and start again or did you modify and build on um in terms of permits a, a full tear down would have been a nightmare being on the water so yes we kept the back which was a two-story uh, addition that was on the old cabin so we kept the initial addition and built around that but we literally took that the two-story addition and gutted it and put all new wood and drywall and roof and everything and added the, the patio and the like just the the s- ceiling and all that stuff so yeah no it it, <clears throat> it uh by keeping that addition and, and it was just an addition as opposed to a full build, it made it a lot easier. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to have to build a brand new house on this lake. The permits must be insane because we would have had to build further away from the water than the footprint that we had. 
and the cabin at the front, we had to come in four feet away from the road. So the, the footprint had to be smaller on an add-on. Right. But, uh, the, and the permits was like 40 grand that back eight years ago. Oh. For an Did you addition. have to like grease building inspectors' palms with a bottle of Tito's or anything? No, it was just consistent. Like, tw- you know, every couple weeks someone else coming or having to go sign something or an arborist or whatever for, through the town and 2,500 bucks here and 18 grand here. Just like consistent, like uh, craziness, and the waiting too. I, I, to have to do that again. Imagine uh, I don't know. I, I don't I, like. I don't see any new builds around the water, and I'm guessing that's probably why. It's just the nightmare, how hard it is. And so arbitrary, especially in a small place like where I live. There's one person. They don't have a boss or a deputy or someone who fills in when they're on vacation. There's like one person. So if you don't hit it off with that person or they decide they don't like what you're doing, that's it. That's the end of it. Yeah. And the flip we're doing in Halifax right now, um, I can't remember if I told you, it was a semi-detached house and we lifted and separated. Yeah, yeah. It's a big job. So it's now a single family house. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been such a learning experience because the city said if you move it four feet away from the house it was once attached to, you can't have windows on the newly exposed side. But if you move it five feet, you can yeah. <laughs> for fire reasons. Yeah. Um, and you realize once you get into a, a project like lifting and separating a house, it's actually not that big a deal. The thing that was really interesting was the yeah, size once you that have was... The- the equipment, right? The trucks to, and the stuff to move it around. You're golden. <laughs> well, you just um, farm that stuff out, subcontracted, yeah. so hire people that do this for a living. But the side of our house that was attached, the shingles, the wood shingles on it, and it's 180 years old or something, were pristine because it was actually built first and the other one was built next to it, but there was an inch between them the whole time. No way. Yeah. That's just nice. pretty wild. Happy accident but, there. Same thing, like, I say we're doing it. It's my friend Mike, who's who's um, the general contractor and gearing everyone up. But it's, um, it's quite an interesting process. And you realize how people at the city can either help or they can just shut her down to a grinding halt if they want. Yeah. And there's a process and you have to respect the process and probably gets a little easier every time you do it. Exactly, yeah. So but- the exciting question is... Now what? Yeah. What are you well, looking for in your new crib that you don't have now? Space, I guess. I I like a little uh, a, either space in the house or a build an outbuilding like you have. Yeah. Just somewhere else to to have so I can do louder things and uh, work out of. Yeah. I would, I would say the kids probably want want a pool as opposed to the lake. Yeah. <laughs> So probably that's about it, just space and uh, a pool, pretty much. So, I mean, and the school district is obviously important because uh, they're both wicked schools, the high school and the, ele- and the elementary school. So. so is it the kind of thing where you cross the street away from the lake and you just yeah. saved 500 grand? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And you get time. double the space? Well, not quite, but pretty much, yeah. I mean, everything around the the lake benefits by being near it. Yeah. But yeah, the further away you go from the water, the, the price goes a little bit down, but not really because uh, Aurora, King City, 
uh, all these areas are probably the, the highest price homes in the country right now. Cause, crazy. Because the Toronto is crazy, but anyone who wants a little bit of space, though, that's where they go. They go straight up. And Richmond Hill uh, and King and all those areas are just... You don't find a house for under a million dollars if you're looking for, like, space and a yard and whatever else. So you can find houses... And, uh, you know, so either you look for the the one that you can maybe get for a few hundred grand less and fire a couple hundred grand into it to get what you want, or you can go for the turnkey, right? So it's just the the massaging of, of finding a home in, that neighbor, in this neighborhood. <clears throat> I'm really interested to see what happens with the real estate market because you have to assume that people that were, like, just Berlin with Airbnbs. Oh yeah. If you're carrying, say, two or even three condos in downtown Toronto and a hundred percent nightly rented and making yeah. big to bank, and then suddenly they're sitting there, aren't those people going to start purging that stuff? Yeah. Maybe. Well, yeah. Well, you've seen a huge flood of houses on the market, even in the last couple weeks. I bet. Big time. Like, look. I remember looking. And uh, just thinking, well, I mean, it's it's, it's always nice to, to sell before the fall because then your gardens and the backyard doesn't look as beautiful and all that stuff. Like, that's a big difference when people are buying with their eyes, right? Yeah, and people are settled for the school year. Yeah. Like, that must be the biggest time yeah. to move. So the market is super, like, that was the highest, the hottest August in history, I think, for the GTA for house sales. So... Everybody saw that, and now everyone's selling too. So there's like this massive uh, influx of new houses that are just trying to get in on it. So um, yeah, that that bubble will definitely burst when people are just have too many options for one thing, and two, if uh, you know we are teetering again over five six hundred cases of COVID a day. So if we creep back into stage two where the economy will feel that, that will definitely affect it as well. So um, it's definitely a better time to have sold your property than to think you can sell it now or try and sell it. Well, that's, that is the second thing. The second thing is people who are like, you know what, I'm going to be working from home for the foreseeable future anyway. Yeah. Who cares where I live? Like I saw an article about that. I mean, Hamilton's gotten even crazier oh, in the last few months than it's been for a long time. Yeah. And then the third aspect of that is the more cases rise up and the more it doesn't seem to go away, I think people's instinct might be to move somewhere there aren't as many people. Yeah. Because you can't help but think every elevator button, every door handle, every escalator rail. Yeah, man. That's... That, that has to increase your exposure. Well, it's space too. Like they just get sick and tired of not having space. And that some people yeah. are spent a couple million dollars on, a con- on condominiums, right? And they're like, man, I spent this money. I could actually have a yard or, you know, someone who uh, just wants just to have somewhere to, to have it, to, to get just to walk around or to to sit on the deck or something, you know, just a little bit more of an option when they feel that they're spending that much money anyway. So, you, right. yeah, you have the mass influx of of people moving out to these smaller areas. But the other thing is the way that that. Uh, business and consumer stuff like shopping on a daily basis everything is online or 
restaurants and food like a lot of these smaller towns have everything to offer now that 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 there's a big difference than there was in the 90s or 80s when you moved out into the into the suburbs now the suburbs have everything and more and some of these small towns uh, are awesome because of that because there's like great restaurants and there's there's just there's good schools and 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 the amenities are all there and uh, it makes sense that everyone's kind of running just to get a little bit more area because things are changing yeah well i also have to think if you bought a place for let's say realistically you bought a place for 850 in, yeah. in Toronto, I don't know what that gets you, a bachelor condo or a one-bedroom well, or whatever. You can get a, a decent place for that, for sure. I, I, for a yeah, condo, so, yeah. You can get a, so yeah. you sell it for eight fifty and move an hour and a half from the city, if you're working from home, buy something for three seventy five and have a big fat nest egg. Well, I don't know where you're getting anything for three seventy five. You have to go to like way out, like an oh, hour me, and a half. Yeah, for sure. Napanee. Well, because even like, places like, with a lot of vowels. There's even places like Alliston or Bradford that are actually 35, 40 minutes. The, the, the townhouses are like 700 grand, like the condo developments that they'll have. Which is nutty. Yeah, houses are crazy expensive everywhere and they're selling fast. So it's just, yeah, there's a, it's kind of like, a, all I know, like I was, uh, my bud Warren and Lisa, our buds, Warren and, and and Robin, Lisa's friend Robin, they live up in Creemore. And I was just driving around there, and it's just every uh, for sale sign had a sold sticker on it. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And, and uh, or driving around and through Barrie or up and up and down every small towns, you just see these for sale signs sold, for sale signs sold, and whether it went for. 480 or 625 they're all going like who has that kind of dough yeah i don't know what uh i don't know what's going on but uh so does that appeal to you at all what like completely pulling the shoot like a cream or thing uh no no not definitely not the kids are like no chance there's no way that uh, they're gonna let us go outside of the school zone right so um yeah, it's just kind of uh, that's why we're probably gonna just rent for a few months or six months or something like that, just to kind of see what's going on. Because I I think right now to to get a place might be not the time, but maybe in in uh, four or five months or three months or something might be better. Are you looking every day? Yeah, we're always looking. I'd be obsessed. Yeah, you got it. Well, you know what? I have like a 15-minute window that I can go on to the Realtor app. Fifty. I'm good for 15 minutes. I'm psyched, and I go and I start searching around. And then after that, like 12, 13, 14 minutes, I start, my stomach starts turning, and I, I turn it off. I get mad. Why? Because I'm sick and tired of it, no matter what. I just get starts getting sick of the houses. I'm like, they all look the same. It's the same price. I'm done. See, I love that stuff. I can talk myself in or out of anything. I, I, yeah, but I, I, get, should, I should buy a motel. I get fired up. Like, I can get fired up, but then I can, uh, but then I start getting tired. And I'm like, wow, what's the big deal about this place? <laughs> right? 
Yeah, especially when you think it's probably going for a whole bunch over asking. Well, yeah, and then there's the other thing where, you, yeah, you can go two hours out of town and with the number you're looking for, and just you're like, get out of here. 22 acres with its own pool and a pond and, like, completely finished 5,000-square-foot pad. <laughs> like it's What's wrong with that? I know, right? Hey. But well, then you start to think of but your then your bill, power bill. Yeah, and then it's like you're out, the, you're in the boonies a little bit, which is the kids again. You think about them. Do you guys ever talk about like, where do we want to live when they're away at school? Yeah, that's the that's the other thing. I don't know, like because they're, they're the thing when they're kids is is everything's for for kind of them in the home, but like when they're in their twenties and they're thinking of moving out and moving on it's it, that's not far from now so it's like i don't you know you uh you got to keep that in mind so this is kind of like uh this next place has to have that's why it has to have a little bit of both like family and work right <clears throat> and then once they're gone yeah then get some international students, yeah then then no you'll still move again i don't know maybe that's the thing like if we can find either we find a place that that we feel will like like we c could kind of do what we did here where we find a nice place and either build it to be better and then like in, in 10 years sell it and you know make money on it again that that's or do you just kind of go more turnkey and realize that like the place won't go up as much as, as you think it will, but it's still going to be enough. There's all those kind of things. Like we could, th there's a lot of ways to look at it, right? The only way tapping out works really is if you're going to go somewhere cheaper. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Sell it, move across the street from the lake, sell that, move to Napanee, sell that, move to... There are five places in Canada that have the hottest real estate markets in the country. Neither of them is Toronto or Vancouver, surprisingly. There is one town in the Maritimes where the average house price went up almost 13% last year. Guess. In Saskatchewan, you said? No, in the Maritimes. Oh, in the Maritimes. Uh... Hmm. Truro banging? Is Truro banging, bud? No, Truro's not banging. Uh, Moncton. Moncton. Moncton is a hot bed. What's going on um, in Moncton? Lots of, lots of uh, international arrivals. Lots of new Canadians living there. Um, lots of people tapping out from more expensive centers and buying places yeah, there for cheap. Makes sense. Well, can, so if and, you have a little extra cash and you want to buy a two banger in Moncton for one eighty six five, yeah, and is 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 is, it. is 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 it Fredericton that has more like the engineering science gigs, or is that yes, Fre Fredericton is sneaky yeah, money, yeah. So I'm sitting, like maybe um, maybe that's another thing, like all this the sneaky money from Freddy's going to Moncton now, could be. St. John is also a city that's on the rise. Look at New Brunswick, folks. If you're looking to, to stash some money somewhere, buy a four-banger in St. John <laughs> and just banger. park it. That's the thing, though. Pay 5% like a month to get someone to go um, police it for you and collect the checks and then just coast. It's uh, St. John sneak. It's not cheap, though, four-banger, is it? 
Like you could still like it's John. It is. It really. There's deals there still. Yeah, sure. All right. I thought like it was getting bought up, and there was no. No, there's like even like commercial. Okay, this is two old dudes talking about real estate (laughs) podcast. But there is like this is a real show though. I know. Um, there is, there's a lot to be bought in St. John. There you go. That would be a funny bit though, where it's like, yeah, this place hot as rocks. Look at this. And they start going through the properties and the prices. Well, that's like when, uh, we wanted to do how old that place. Oh, it's oh yeah. How so old, old, way old. Like so old. That is old. Holy, this is old. You can buy a lot of stuff in downtown St. John. <laughs> Um, for not much money. A lot of old stuff, too. Old? Like one of those old. buildings that are just like, come on, no way. How old is this? No, no yeah. way. Like, here you go. Aside from the places that are like um, 128.5 and there are lots. Yeah. Listen to this. Built in 1892, lovingly restored, improved in the last 20 years, Renaissance Revival historic home with all brick and sandstone exterior, Ooh. H. Roman arch entry, Brick pilasters capped with Doric sandstone capitals set the stage for this gorgeous home. Center hall, open staircase, 38-foot double parlors. It's like legit old. 122 Carmarthen Street, if you want to look it up. It's 549. It's like buying your own jail. Is it like dolled up though? Like is everything, everything, the kitchen swank? this place does it like, have like the reception at the lieutenant governor's? Does it have like, like does it have like the Alan Doyle kitchen, like where he's like showing a picture and there's like a wolf stove behind him? Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, making myself a coffee. <laughs> Whoa, like Six thousand dollar wolf in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Loves it. <laughs> Loves it. Um. But, Man, that guy's productive. Holy cow. I know. Every day on like, his Instagram, you see something. He's like, he's got a new play going, right? He wrote a yeah. he wrote a, a, a show. It's going to be coming out, right? Good for him. In Charlottetown. I love Charlottetown it. Charlottetown Festival. And he bought um, a bot. He wrote another book. Yeah. Yeah. It comes out this. And he's been producing records. He's working with Fortunate Ones. Like, he's just... Just crushing it. The man cannot... St- just like chill. He has to do something. I love it though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The, the, I love the hustle. Those are the guys that just like you wonder. It's like, hey, how come I always hear about this guy? Oh, they got horseshoes up their ass. You just hear they always get this. Like, no, they're working every single time. These are things that they created on their own that became he is bigger. A classic. He is the textbook. It's amazing how much lock hard work. Exactly, you. for sure. It's like, what do you mean? Take a break, bud. Oh, take a break. Fucking ready. <laughs> Happy birthday, bud. Thanks, bud. Most of us have yeah. them, it turns out. But what? It's strange as the numbers go up, how yeah, your priorities change and what is important differs. Like, midlife is crisis weird. is such a cliche, but I do find myself asking, I'm sure it's this year partially, but I do find myself asking bigger picture questions like mostly having to do with um like what i do for a living and is it important and does it matter and does it make a difference and what kind of role model do i want to be to my kids and how can i find 
new ways to get joy out of an old job. Like, I think yeah. that, that stuff is important, right? Well, I think, yeah, the, it, that, and I think there's, it's difficult to, you know, that finding joys in things that you do all the time. That's, that's difficult too. So you have to keep working at that, right? Yeah, for sure. You do. And, and the, what blows my mind is like, you know, 60 is closer than, th- you know, 30 was. I now. know. <laughs> so it, it's like you start thinking, whoa, wow, that's odd because you hear it from everyone saying, you know, uh, I don't feel my age. And even if somebody's, you know, Lisa's mom, for example, or, or her boyfriend who's 92 that still feels as, as if he was tw- 27 in his head right yep. so uh yeah it's it's grappling the concept of of what time is you know just the fact that it, it just starts to whir and really get faster like this summer maybe it's because i was bit bu- you know busy with getting stuff in the backyard and all the house stuff it went by like a snip and also because of the the pandemic and having the kids home since March, it felt like there wasn't really a summer. It just kind of felt like a blip. Yeah. It's crazy. I know. And, and we um, we were just talking about this offline a little bit. Like Sting is 69 today. And he's someone yeah, that, that in my head is, is like my age now, 69. which seems like impossibly old. I remember, I think I've told you before, I was talking to Carol's grandfather when he was in his mid-90s, and I asked him if he ever felt his age, and he's like, no, I'm 17 in my head. Yeah. But the thing that gets weird is suddenly your body can't do the things it once did, and that becomes really frustrating because you can't reconcile those two things. Like, I feel like a kid, but I can't, you know, lift what I once did or do whatever. In his case, not mine yet. My common line line that I hear from even... Even my parents, it, it it was like, it sucks getting old. Yeah, like there's not there's no two ways around it. It's not it's it's a shitty thing, but like, it's better than dying. Yeah, that's the most <laughs> right? Canadian take on it ever. Well, living's better than dying, so at least there's well, that. Yeah, because there's that you know that few moments that are when someone actually is going that they realize that you know what the pain i'm feeling this life thing (laughs) the walk is there even if you can't walk true (laughs) so yeah i don't know it's it's just burling by this feels like we're the log riders just going i know down the river of life just just got on the ride and all of a sudden we're like more than halfway, it seems. Well, and, and the, <laughs> the weird thing is, I guess, I've never really thought about life this way or, or asked myself these bigger picture questions. And it, like, I'm, I'm not going to buy a Miata. Like, it's not that. But yeah, you do realize, like, wait a sec. As you know, we just leased a, a new vehicle. And I was thinking it's a four-year lease. And by the time the lease is up, the next vehicle that we get will be the one that Suge starts driving on. And... Carol yeah. always says, don't wish your life away. And it's such a great expression because it's true. Mm-hmm. But I, so I don't mean to like just kind of fast forward through these four years. There's a lot of living to do, but man, it's crazy. Yeah. 
Well, especially the, when the the kids are that age that every four years is such a huge leap. Yeah. To what they're doing and what they're saying and what they like and what they want and uh, I th- and again that that whole concept of family that stays together, plays together, or plays together, stays together is true. I mean, you have to somehow find uh, a way into their interests or you know they kind of go into their own thing yes so that you have to maintain that uh the hang because you know how kids want attention since they're babies and they they ask and they ask and eventually they start wanting to do that with other people in their lives you know you know yeah i i am inspired by and learned so much from Carol every single day, but just listening to her talk to the kids, she knows all their friends' names, obviously, um, all their teachers' names, of course, all their stuffed yeah. animals' names. Uh, she knows the conflicts that go on with kids. She knows who has a crush on who. She's so in tune with every mm-hmm. single thing that they're up to in their lives. It's really, yeah. it's really inspiring. Well, that's the same with Lise, like all the stuff they do, right? The uh, the layers of uh, organization and awareness is uh, unbelievable. Yeah. And big picture stuff like, like, have you noticed, this is not a real example, but just um, a for example, like, have you noticed that Indy hasn't uh, finished her meal for the last eight or nine days? Like, wow, no. Now that you mention it, yes, but... Ha- how do you track all that stuff? That's the crazy thing. Or the girls will get in the car after school and she's like, so did Danica confront Trent at recess? Yeah. Like, wow, you're so in it. Dialed. I love that. Yeah. Uh, the big picture stuff is the best. Like it's the, the best. The shaping, the coming in when, you know, uh, serious discussion is needed or everyone has to have a huddle. Yeah. You know, all those things are going on for sure. Well, it's also funny to picture, like, the kids now and try to see, like, who's going to experiment with um, alcohol first, who's going to be a super bookworm, who uh, is going to be scrappy, like, to try to picture who they are. Because these kids, especially in a small place, maybe it's the same in bigger places too, but these, the kids in their classes will be the kids that we're hearing about for years to come. And you can already kind of look at some and go, okay... You're not going to stick around here when you graduate. You this probably kid's on are. the darts in yeah. a few years. Exactly. <laughs> you don't like to judge, but it is, it I was is th- fairly well, no, certain. I was, I was thinking back to when I was a kid, and like there was, my buddies were hacking darts in grade seven. Yeah. Like that's that's twelve years old, right? Well, 13 I think we years old. we drank for grade nine dances. Grade nine dances. I just remember my friend in grade seven hacking darts on the reg. Yeah. Like literally a pack a day probably or whatever. Just like, and then thinking about, imagine my son Jack just like has a, buy smokes and starts smoking. I'm like, what? Or the vaping. Did you see the contact tracing of uh, the COVID at Western? No, was it, it was like someone vaping? You and I watch the Raptors game at your place. We both have it. We both go out. I share a vape with 
Timbo. We both have it. You go oh, to get wow. some pizza pizza with your friend Colin. You both have it. Colin stops by a house party. Everyone has it. Like, it's so fast. We haven't oh, even yeah. mentioned the President of the United States has the COVID. And his wife. So, it it's obviously the weirdest year maybe on record but people seem to be split on this and some people are saying it's a stunt because he's just going to use it to prove that oh i had it it was the best covid ever i beat it like nobody has before it's just he's doing a bit to steal headlines away from biden well on the other yeah and the other half are like well if he has it it's, it's no karma. joke and and well you'll uh you actually see that it's not a, a big deal and sh- man if anybody is in the zone of you don't want to have covid that's donald trump you mean because so, of a, it's funny how casually well, he's they're o- tossing the word obese around he's over heavily overweight he he you know the guy's sniffing like nobody's business there's rumors of him having like an adderall issue or whatever it is he sounds like he's wired and he's definitely not working out all day so he def he doesn't want covid I know, but are you cynical enough to believe that he might not have it, and it's they're doing a, like it's a oh, strategy? why not? Sure. Well, he's lied about almost everything. everything. Yeah. So sure, absolutely. If he won't, he won't condemn white supremacy ever. Shocking. I haven't seen him do it once. I've seen people around him do it, and uh, like, or he'll, you know, I think he eventually he might realize how stupid. That uh, just because he he thinks that the people that are in those groups support him, that he shouldn't talk th- bad about them. Like, even he, if he is, which I believe, a racist person, realize that like there are people out there that be like, you you have to do this, you have to condemn this. Every Republican in history has, ha- you know, he can't. Had, yeah, he can't so, bring himself to do it, which is scary scary and but there's a lot of things there's a lot of there's way too many things that are going on with him that are scary and hopefully uh uh he's gone soon to be honest and then all the all the untruths are uncovered and the 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 relationship with russia that like is clearly evident i mean from not talking about the bounty on american soldiers to talking to Putin all the time to the point where Putin wished him well today in a telegram like when you don't hear Merkel or other world leaders that are supposed to be allies talking about the president you just hear Putin like that's the only relationship it's bizarre so hey keep talking for one second there's let's a hope it's, at the door oh nice anyway let's just hope it's over soon because it's I feel sorry for you, all my friends in America that have to deal with this crap <laughs> I know it's um, it's uh, I'm back. Yeah. It's it's the classic. It's it's like uh, if you if you don't laugh, you'll cry. But it feels like there there's nothing funny about it. It's no, it's not mean, and it's rooted in hate, and, and it's two hundred and eight thousand dead people because he didn't do the right thing to try and stop the pandemic, and to the point where it could. You know, it's almost like he took a herd mentality when that's n- already known that's not working in Sweden. It's the the virus has mutated in Europe b- 
because of it being around and the longevity of it, if you take that mentality of herd to America, it's going to just get worse because there's no vaccine and they don't know enough about it. And it is mutating. So um, it's just way too many lies and people are dying to the point of, of uh, 200,000 plus and it's not going down. So it's got to stop. It's so sad. Mm. Such a gearbox. I, I, all I could think this morning was this is probably the first test he's ever passed. Yeah, for sure. In his whole life. Yeah. Um, well, we'll see. We'll see. Did you hear there was also audio released of Melania a couple of years ago complaining about... And, and it was kind of interesting to listen to because she was talking to a friend, an advisor on the phone, and she was um, bemoaning the fact that uh, first of all, she has strong feelings about kids being separated from their parents, which is good to hear. Um, and she's like, anytime I, I try to do something, they say, basically, shut up and decorate the White House for Christmas. And on this call, she's like, it's it's effing BS. Um, she doesn't sound very gracious, but it, it was interesting to hear that she is a human being because you sometimes forget that she's she seems so robotic um yeah well it's it's clear that uh she's in a position where she can't do anything or say anything and i'm sure she's probably realized that for a long time and probably wish she wasn't in that position i don't think she ever wanted it well look at the creep can you imagine having to look over and see that noggin every day no, no. thanks <laughs> no thanks um, we're gonna the... play a game because it's my birthday and it's born out of yeah. our conversation in segment one but also it's born out of really my hobby because i do this <laughs> yeah. literally every single day this is my sudoku it's how i decompress it's both my parents were in real estate it's a hobby i look at realtor.com and halifax i look at viewpoint you do it. Do you do? Are you a Zolo guy too? Do you rock the Zolo? Uh, no. Well, actually, if you're looking for like, if you're looking for big fun, there's uh... Zolo's pretty good. It's more maybe it's more because of it's a, a GTA thing or a city thing, bigger city. There must I, be some I've never Zolo. heard of it. And yeah, maybe it's not even out there. Oh, it's Toronto real estate. No, oh, there you go. Funny because I look at um, Zillow, which is in the states. <laughs> nice. But the real party, if you guys want to like really get into things, hubzoo.com. Have you heard of hubzoo? H-U-B-Z-O-O, hubzoo? Z-U. Z-U, okay, what's the deal with this? It's an online real estate auction. There are only two rules to the auction. You can't go inside a place. You can drive by if you like, but you can't go in. And you have to pay in cash. And they're all cheap? Well, I can hear people going like, oh yeah, pay in cash. Hashtag must be nice. But in this case, you can actually find... They're like bank sales. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. So here, for example, 162 North Pine Avenue, Chicago, Illinois. Three beds, one bath, 1,500 square feet. Current highest offer, 49 grand. Yeah, but you don't know, like, you just get to look at the neighborhood where it is and the street. Yep. And you can look at the other houses on the street and see if they've gone up or... 
you can tell by, you know, the picture outside. You could see, for example, if there's a heat pump on it or something. Well, and if, you know, if you know the neighborhoods, obviously it makes a big difference. Yes. But sometimes if you like, if you browse and you're into it, you can see like an eight plex in Cleveland for 115. Yeah. Right? It's, yeah, there are I deals know. to be had on the hub zoo. Well, I, I, it is, and it's only in America? It is only in America, yes. Yeah. That's the only thing. I mean, it's difficult to know neighborhoods but in canada if it's something pops up in a neighborhood where you know it makes sense but yeah well i think i told you about my friend she and her um they were friends with a few couples and they all bought houses on this block in detroit and downtown they were two grand each and the only rule is you can't use the existing structure so you either have to tear it down or if you're going to rebuild or you can just sit on it but they bought up a city block with a group of friends because they were like you know what i'd throw two grand at that and just see what's going to happen give it 15 years even worst case scenario you're out two grand best case scenario downtown detroit comes back and it was a good move yeah no that's uh not a bad idea you can tell i'm fired up on this topic (laughs) Um, so we're going to play, did we ever land on a name? I was thinking goodbye or goodbye is a good name. Um, it's basically what do you want for that? The real estate edition. We're going to read each other listings from across Canada. And the home, the birthday present. Yeah, yeah, the home game is fun too. Oh, the simple. home game. Yeah, right. You can call it the and home then, game. So let's call it what do you want for that? The home game. And let's see. Um, uh, so we... We read each other listings, and the other person has to guess how much that costs. <laughs> and, and then we conclude whether it's a goodbye or goodbye. And we can have a we can have a theme song here. Okay. <laughs> new nice. kid in new kid in town. <laughs> keeping oh, in perfect. Keeping in line with the the yacht rock of last week. <laughs> it's goodbye or goodbye the home games. With Jeremy Taggart and Jonathan Torrance. Jeremy, do you want to go first? No, you start it. You go first. Okay. Um, okay, I'm going to start in Winnipeg. Ooh. This is Unit 512 at 167 Bannatine Avenue. Ready? Okay. Yeah. Wow. This loft condo has been completely redone. 30 grand just spent in renovations. New crisp white kitchen, quartz kitchen counters and island, high-end flooring throughout. It's almost 1,100 square feet. It's a one-bedroom in Ashdown Warehouse in the Exchange District. Great open concept layout, like those um, exposed brick and beams kind of places. Yeah. Like South some of the, facing with gorgeous cityscape view. Like some of the horny Airbnbs we had. We had a pretty yeah, sweet we, Airbnb in Winnipeg. You're not kidding. We had a yeah. gorgeous one. So this is like um, uh, Candy Factory Lofts. Yeah. Uh, as it's a right, Toronto reference, right, but in Winnipeg. Right, right downtown? Yep. That's nice. In the Exchange District. What do they want for that? I'm going to... It's like 1,100 square foot condo. Are yeah. are there are there uh, maintenance fees like a oh monthly? yeah there'd be an HOA fee standby. Yeah. Uh, the HOA fees oh really so you're gonna guess 
the well, overall price based like, on the it, HOA. Well, if there's a concierge or something, it depends. Like if there's a bunch of amenities and it's big, or if it's just like you got a locker in the basement and a parking. Well, I'm going to tell you this: it doesn't parking have spot fees here. <laughs> parking is outdoor. The okay. annual property taxes are thirty-seven hundred. Ooh, that's a telltale sign right there. <clears throat> yep. The realtor is Lisa Darenchuk. I'm gonna say five hundred grand. That might be a bit high, but okay. Do you want to revi- so, revise your guess? Four twenty-five. Okay. Yeah. So, are we playing prices right style? Where if you're over, you're out, or is it uh, closest to? Let's say it should be within 50 grand. Okay, and what did right? you guess? 425. Okay, incorrect. It's 3199. Oh, wow. That's a nice that's a good price right there. See, it's I'm, a nice spot. There's an open I'm, house on uh, Sunday. I'm so 3:30. I'm so flooded by uh Toronto housing market. I know. That's a good buy, though. You get transferred to Winnipeg. You're working at Global News by your own oh, yeah. condo in the exchange <laughs> district for 319 What do you want? I love that. That's great. Okay, hit me with okay, one. Okay, I'm going to hit you. I'm going to hit you with some... I'm going to start with a little GTA action. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, well, but, but not... Uh, let's say... Not too bad. I'm not gonna go crazy. Okay, how about a little bit of? Well, no, we gotta stay in there. So let's go to. I don't think that's necessarily GTA. Okay, what? We're going to the bridge. Woodbridge. Woodbridge. Okay. And. Okay. <clears throat> Four plus one beds. It's 46, 46 View North Court in the bridge. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Stunning family home with oasis-like backyard in a mature wood bridge location. Spacious foyer with circular oak staircase. Renovated kitchen with granite countertops. Crown moldings. Skylight. Well-designed in-law suite apartment with separate side entrance, private, no homes behind backyard, separate patio areas, close to 27, 427, 407, public transit, schools, shopping center, uh, extras. Uh, New roof, furnace, renovated kitchen, patio door, kitchen windows, poured concrete in the front and side of the house, uh, two patios with installed lights. Jeez. Four bedrooms, four baths. Looks like a two-car garage. What do you want for that? <laughs> what do you think, bud? I'll tell All you, those the factors. First, the first price that popped into my head, I kept listening to everything you said to see if there would be any revision, like, oh, that's probably more, that's probably less. I'm going to stick with the first price that I had. Okay. Wow. Wow. It's 1.342, man. You're close. 60 or 58 grand off. Not bad. You got, see, you got your, you got your GTA on. 
I know. I just think, what is the most money I could ever imagine, and then double it. <laughs> and okay, honestly, I got a like, for you. Okay, and like this place is nice, but it's not like turnkey. The floors are like you know industrial, crazy hardwood. Like it's nice, but it's not it's like, like yeah, it's good. Yeah, exactly. But like maybe still needs a bit of TLC or updating. That's the crazy thing. Yeah, for sure. She ain't turnkey, bot. That's but you know the, the, the owners might all of a sudden come over and put <laughs> rough me up though now that I said the place. Yeah, right. Joe Vine. Oh, really? It's not turnkey. Really, it's not turnkey, isn't it? You know what's turnkey? Why don't I turn this key right in the side of your cheek? And we'll see what's up. I'll show you turnkey. Call my assistant Sarah. She'll set something up. And Joe Vines coming over. Joe Vines. Make an offer. He's got my arm behind my back. Joe Vines feeling fine. <laughs> Somehow I buy this. I gotta buy this place. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Joe's mad. There's one way you can fix it. You can buy it over asking and we'll forget this ever happened. You just sell your house and then you're buying some Joe Vine property. We got an email from a bot who was dealing with Joe Vine, right? Yeah, that's right. And he was dealing with Joe Vine, and Joe let's was not say playing anything. heavy. Let's not say anything, man. <laughs> You're scared. All he said was that Joe Vine was extremely professional, and if he was buying a house in Hamilton, that is who he would use. Oh, man, let's go to your next house. Okay. <laughs> um, here's a sneaky one. Uh, you clue lit British Columbia. Oh, okay. So near Tofino, beautiful part of the country. Yeah. Um, like, you know what? The salt air and the wind and the waves will uh, knock your thoughts around pretty good. Yeah. This is 493 Orca Crescent. Ooh, so she's close to the water. Very close to the water. It's affordable living yeah. for sale in Euclid. Vacant, clean, freshly painted, ready for you to move in. Large kitchen with counter seating. Opens to a spacious living room. It is what would historically be known as a mini home. Is it a beach house, kind of? No. It's... um. It's kind of like something you might see in a trailer park, but it's tidy and it has a nice deck. <laughs> now you're on the radar. Um, the realtor is going to be watching you from now on here. This would be, here's how it's uh, built. It would be a great place to attach an awning and develop an outdoor living space that suits your need. Surfboard storage, atrium for plants, for example. You can walk out to the deck from either the door by the master bedroom or from the kitchen front door entrance. Um, there are some park <clears throat> rules. So it's an expensive part of town, like so part is of it, the country. Is it kind of... this is an affordable house in an expensive part. Two is bedrooms, it, one bath. Is it one of those, like, Fort McMurray styles, like it came on a trailer? Um, yeah, probably. But it has, um, it has uh, like, trim around the base of it. It's a permanent home. Yeah. But it is. So I guess here are the two things. Euclid's expensive, but this is Uh, affordable housing there. Yeah. So what do you think affordable housing in an expensive part of the country would be? It's how big is it? Square footage you can? 
Um, stand by. It is uh, mm, uh, annual property taxes are two hundred and eighty-five dollars. It was built in nineteen seventy-four. Total floor space seven hundred and sixty-six square feet. Oh, Doesn't have AC. Does have baseboard heaters. I'm gonna now here's the interesting thing. Okay. The maintenance fees are four hundred and thirty-six dollars a month. But I think it might surprise you how affordable this place is. I'm gonna say two twelve. No, God, you're not. Damn it's it. n- that is that's a very reasonable guess. Yeah, it's ninety two grand. Oh wow! Yeah. Damn. Okay, so I was way off. That's the on thing. The, so if you guess. put like first time home buyer five percent down you could put down forty five hundred bucks yeah and own this house own mm-hmm. your own place and you clue it wow see that's another one though where i was thinking tofino is like super expensive so when you when you said expensive i was still thinking like maybe in that ballpark right okay so i'm going out we're leaving toronto bud okay but we're not leaving uh, Ontario. We're going to go to good old Toolsy's area. <laughs> we're going to go to Peterborough. Funny, I had a place in Omimi, but I'll exit out. We're going to go to Peterborough. Okay. All right. <clears throat> uh, this place is... Uh, here we go. Five thirteen Sherbrooke Street in Peterborough. A perfect starter house in the heart of the city. This classic two-story brick home features original hardwood floors, crown mounding, it says that, and stained glass accent windows with a fenced-in backyard carport and parking for two. Huh. Updated bathroom, kitchen, light fixtures, electrical, plumbing, flooring, custom walk-in closet, insulated main floor laundry, all within walking distance to Peterborough's amazing downtown, which is always a good time. Three beds, one bath. And I think that's... uh... Yeah. I'm going to tell you. Built in 1915. Okay. Is it brick? Yeah. It's kind of like it's it's uh it, it yeah it's got the it's it's kind of got the brick you know that classic brick out small rooms tidy nice yeah backyards got she got the jacuzzi in there small backyard so my- smallish backyard but still got some grass and a patio side side driveway my first thought was seven forty nine. Then when you listed all the work that had been done, I was thinking, well, maybe seven ninety nine. And then I thought everything in Ontario is more expensive than I think it is. So my final guess is eight twenty. Peterborough's not so not as crazy as you're thinking. She's three seventy nine, bot. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Peterborough's reasonable, very reasonable. Wow, because I was looking in Omimi. And there's a lot of places over a million there. Oh, yeah. There's definitely places over a million. But, like, for example, here's a place for one one million. It's five bedrooms plus, And it's, like, stunning with quality you will appreciate. Completely renovated five-bedroom 
Century home in desirable old west and large principal rooms, open face, open face gas fireplace. It's huge. It's massive. It's got it all. Big lot, fence. Let's see if And she... that's a buck. Yeah, that's a milli. But it's inside. It's like very grand. Like, a, I do declare one of those houses. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I do declare in the, <laughs> in the family room vibes. It's an I do declare. It's an I do declare. Okay, one final one. <laughs> okay. Because we're over time already. All right. So it's a I'm bonus up. It's your birthday. What's Bucktoosh, New Brunswick. Okay. This is commercial. It's a commercial property. It's a great package deal. It includes land, garage, storage, building, all garage equipment, and two businesses, Bucktoosh Tire and Bucktoosh Self Storage, have been operating for 15 years and are well-established, lucrative businesses in an excellent location, close to highway and Route 134. So wait a second. They look it's, nice. Is it a house and two businesses or two businesses? It's two businesses. It's like um, uh, uh, industrial style space, 2,400 square feet. Okay. Um, electric heated, but like dialed. It like had, has chain link fence around it. Like you can't just go there. Yeah. It has to be open. There's self-storage there. They have a tire business. So like all the equipment for the tire business too or just yep. the Really? All the equipment. You get the business, the land, the garage. Wow. The chain link fence, all of it. Two businesses. Two businesses. Uh, geez. Three, four hundred grand. Nope. Come on. It's three ninety nine. Oh, good. See, I got close though. You're within one grand. Yeah, I was like gonna say something in the threes. I was like, no, four, that's a lot of stuff, man. Four hundred grand. You get a lot of you stuff get, for four hundred grand. You get a business, like a legit, like if you know that stuff. But like in terms of, uh, is there people around? Like, do you think it would like if it's not like its business isn't thriving because there's no one to to uh, be there. Everyone needs tires, bud. Yeah. But this is the question that Carol always asks, and she's right. If it's that thriving, why are they selling it? Yeah, right? That's the question you have to ask yourself. Gotta say. Well, that was a fun game, Good bud. Good chatting, bud. Yeah, happy birthday again. Have a great day. Thanks, bud. I will, indeed. We have big plans. We're going away overnight. We rented a cottage. We're going out for dinner. The four of us, we're taking joy. I love it. It's going to be great. Good times. I'll talk to you soon next week, bud. Sounds good, bud.